0: Hello and welcome to the So She Travels podcast. I'm your host Vicky from the travel blog vickyflipfloptravels.com. I'm here to chat with today's most vibrant female travellers about the why, where and how of their travels. We're here to inspire you to see our world, to discuss the issues us women face travelling and to talk about a few of the more interesting ways you can do it. Each week we'll pick a destination, a topic or two and discuss. Don't forget to press subscribe, and if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and a review. Hello, and welcome to another So She Travels podcast. Alice from teaketravels.com is joining us today. If I think of intrepid British solo female travellers, she would be top of the list. I didn't quite realise how much cool stuff she'd done until we got chatting today and I'm totally in awe of her doing the Mongol Rally. She travelled through 21 countries over three months in a little car. I want to do that now. So yeah, make sure you listen to that bit. Sounds amazing. Alice is such a strong advocate for solo female travel and Mm -hmm. after her skills in jiu-jitsu saved her from what could have been an even worse attack a few years ago abroad, she urges everyone to learn the skills to defend whether you're travelling or not. We also get into why teaching English abroad is such a great idea, how travelling builds your confidence limitlessly, (laughs) limitlessly, and some of her adventures around the world too, including that time she learned to be a burlesque dancer. Also, I pitch her a few questions from key points in my past to see what she would have done compared to what I actually did. Let's get her on. Hi Alice, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. How are you today? (laughs) Yeah, really good, thanks. I'm doing quite well for a Monday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can you give us a little introduction for anyone
0: who's not familiar with your fantastic work?
1: Oh, bless you. Yeah, so my name is Alice um, and I run the solo female travel blog, Tea Cake Travels. Um, And it's very much about girl power and um, really facing your fears pushing your boundaries and reaching your full potential through solo travel so it isn't kind of cocktails and beaches it's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of challenges and really pushing the boundaries to um yeah see what you're fully capable of. And
0: what's your sort of path that led you to that point to be such a kick-ass female?
1: Oh man where do I start? <laughs> uh where do I start um I mean I have to say like I was quite quite a late bloomer to travel I guess you know I was always very much the kind of person you know work hard like do what your parents tell you get that house get that job get that boyfriend get that dog right (laughs) following the path yeah very much and um yeah I I hit the age of 25 and um I met someone on the train and she had just been traveling and I was just so overcome by her story that I was like right screw it like I'm just gonna go and do it and literally within three months I quit my job I quit where I was living I tried to take my boyfriend with me but it was having none of it unfortunately did you get rid yeah unfortunately like he was he was he was so lovely but you know hey ho I had to do what I had to do and yeah and within months I was in South Korea so there we go Wow, that's brave
0: to just uh, leave everything from meeting um, such a big influence on the train. Ah,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, you know, in life, like obviously, I think there's always that kind of seed within you, and that was just a moment for me. I think it—it it wasn't like I cracked. You know, that I was like, this is it. I can't do it anymore. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like that. But I was like, yeah, like this is really what I should be doing, and it's about time that. I listened to my inner voice and did it yeah, yeah. Just went. so you went to South Korea you went to teach English was it yeah yeah so I <laughs> I mean my poor parents because I, I was working as a psychologist up to then so oh know, wow big big job big uh, career path absolutely and my you know my parents are working class like I was kind of the first one to go to uni they they you know, they were having kittens basically when I said that I was gonna quit my job and become an English teacher. <laughs> um but yeah, it was the best move that I made. I mean, obviously it's completely changed my life. Um and yeah, teaching English I think is just such a great thing to do if you wanna go travelling. You know, if you don't have a bunch of money saved up and you really wanna be immersed in a culture, then teaching English is a great way to go.
0: Yeah, so we were you on um minimal budget then? Cause I guess you hadn't had the time to save up to travel.
1: <laughs> exactly. M- I, yeah, I've always been that girl actually that I'm like, oh money, spend it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um I obviously I'm a lot better now. I've got, you know, business heads, but um yeah, I I, I really didn't have a lot of savings. I think I think I had five hundred pounds um when I went to South Korea, which you know, wow, still, I mean, it's still a lot, really. You know, some people, I don't know, I don't know, I, don't know. I could get five
0: hundred <laughs> quite quickly.
1: I was like, "You're going to pay for my flight? Great!" And I just, you know, went over five hundred quid. Um, yeah, I did it. I did it.
0: <laughs> so, how did you get the job? Then was it because you had a degree? They took you.
1: Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you. I mean, I, f- I found that the teaching English career field has got even harder these days but yeah back then you did need a degree you had to get your police check all of these kind of things But how I actually even moved to South Korea in the first place was also quite random. Like when I got off that train, I told myself, right, I'm going to go teach English. And I bit myself on a course and I met a guy there, nothing romantic, just, he, you know, he was just very cool. And he said, where are you going to go and teach? I said, well, I've got absolutely no idea. He said, oh, I'm going to go to South Korea. And I was like, what Me okay. <laughs> I had no idea about the country I had no idea whatsoever um but yeah because he said I'm gonna go I was like all right I'll go there I had absolutely no idea I had no idea but I just you know sought opportunity and seized it basically yeah that is quite a random I didn't think
0: of that actually that's quite a random destination most people would go to China or Mm. take their first travels in Thailand or something and then you go straight to South Korea <laughs> <It's>
1: yeah <awesome. laughs> it's because, because I, <laughs> I'm the opposite I was like I know nothing so I really should go there
0: <laughs> great idea I love it um so what other kind of jobs have you done abroad to
1: finance your adventures um it really has been teaching English like I did that for five years um because I loved it so much and it was only when I started to um, kind of moving to travel blogging and get to that point where I realized like that could also be a business that so I quit teaching so I, I literally was just teaching through and through. Was uh, that all in
0: South Korea or did you do it in other countries?
1: I did it in lots of different countries yeah. so I was in South Korea for two and a half years but I kind of had like plucked up the courage to actually go and travel fully by myself at that point point. So right. I left, like did a whole year, like motorbikes around a ton of countries and <laughs> ran out of money. Um, and I was like, OK, where are you going to teach next? And I taught in Thailand for a bit. I did my CELTA certificate in Thailand, which I okay. highly encourage. If you love teaching, then definitely get your CELTA. Um, and yeah, I taught in Vietnam for a little bit. And then I was teaching in China um, for another two and a half years. So yeah, it's been a trip.
0: Teaching English is such a good way to travel. I feel like in a different life I could have done that because I I did my um, TEFL-CELTA thing years and years ago and I've only used it for a two-week thing that I did in Spain. I had all the trouble to do it but then I think like travel took over and then I moved back to London and got a job and then travel blogging and so I've never actually used it. But I would like to in the future because I really enjoyed doing it and then the few weeks that I taught in Spain I really liked. So um, yeah, I quite fancy teaching English somewhere
1: <laughs> well if it all fr- falls through, Victoria yeah. <laughs> we can always go back <laughs> That's my <laughs> but um yeah I mean it is such a, it is such a good idea and I think what's so wonderful about it is the kind of immediate gratification that you get from it like to see your students just progress and pick up English so quickly especially if they're younger you know I used to teach kindergarten I taught university as well but teaching kindergarten was just so much pleasure because they're like sponges and it was just so fun to see them progress so quickly ah what a joy what a joy it was great
0: um do you think that all the teaching gave you more confidence in yourself in front of people did you kind of already have that as a psychologist
1: Ah uh, yeah I was always a little bit of a show-off. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna hide that. <laughs> um, yeah I was always like prancing around and showing off as a kid. Um, I, I mean I have to say actually I think being a psychologist actually made me as strong as I am today. Um, even though I wasn't traveling the world before I was 25 I was traveling through life at a very rapid rate because I was right. you know I had clients and I would hear about six life stories a day so you know I picked up so much during that time you know things that people had wished they had done or you know regrets or you know all all of this kind of stuff it really was an amazing job yeah that must have been absolutely
0: fascinating I'd love to
1: sit and hear six life stories a day yeah super, super interesting and of course, you know, I had to make decisions there and then about how they could improve things or work on their problems. Um, and I think, you know, that really did prepare me for travel in some ways because, you know, I'm quick on my feet now. I'm very flexible. I, I can make friends with anybody. Um, yeah, really important skills for traveling
0: um so you've obviously done a lot of adventures and a lot of cool stuff around the world you mentioned all your motorbiking around Asia um one of your adventures that really stands out to me is the Mongol Rally I thought that was so cool when you were doing it it was a few years ago now wasn't it oh mate yeah it was back in 2016 like oh my god what a trip (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to do something like that it's such an adventure and like with a good female team as well
1: yeah yeah so yeah we start we started all the way in the uk and we basically drove through 21 countries all the way to mongolia wow. um in a toyota yaris of all things. <laughs> like the, the mongol rally states that you have to have a really small engine and you can't you know take a big big old jeep or anything so
0: yeah, yeah
1: god yeah like so yeah just me and these chicks were like we went the southern route we went all the way through the stands Iran Turkey it I mean it was an amazing trip but I'm also very honest you know in my writing that it was also one of the most difficult trips that I've done oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah I can <laughs> I mean that but that's the reward
0: isn't it in the adventures when they're when they're difficult that's the fun part isn't it,
1: it a, a, hundred, a hundred percent I mean that's what I stand for yeah I mean a hundred percent it yeah, it really was a trip of a lifetime and I loved it so much that I drove all the way back as well.
0: <laughs> wow. Did you drive back by yourself or with the team?
1: <laughs> Um, So a lot of them had to go home, unfortunately, you know, it's it's quite a long time. Like it took us three months to get there. So I just drove back with one girl, uh, Brianna. Oh, I love that girl. Like we're still best best friends to this day. Um, and we drove back the northern route. So we went all the way through Ukraine. Like, um, we <laughs> we went like really off off the grid as well like we went to Moldova and then Transnistria like we just went for it it was so much fun oh my god I want to do that how did you
0: get involved with that and did you know the other um ladies before um, so you might be seeing
1: a bit of a pattern here um <laughs> but they met them on a train um, yeah, yeah well <laughs> um I met them online I didn't meet my team until I got to the start line right um <laughs> yeah it was like for a friend of a friend of a friend they were like they had basically formed the team already and they were looking for one more member um and yeah my mate kind of said oh hey you know this this team are looking for another lady you should apply so I did yeah and <laughs> and that's how I met them all yeah ins- it's insane really when you look back at it but that, that's my style yo <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: insane adventures I love it yeah
0: um, so was there any points that really stood out on the Mongol rally or any like super amazing points or super low points, or was it just a constant roller coaster?
1: <laughs> um, it was a constant roller coaster. I mean, I have some <laughs> lovely memories. I really do. Um we <laughs> we we went really on the cheap. So we would like wash in lakes and stuff, you know. I remember like swimming in rivers next to castles in Germany and um there was one point in Mongolia. I mean, Mongolia is fascinating, and we were just driving along the desert, and these wild horses were just like running along past us. You know, it was it was magical, really. Um, Turkmenistan was fascinating. Um, you know, a lot of pe- not a lot of people get in there, and um, what I found very interesting was all of the ladies like wore the same dress. But it was the most beautiful dress ever. Like it kind of had like a very bold color on top and then just all of these wonderful florals, like, you know, for the skirt, like it was a very long dress and just all these beautiful florals at the bottom. It was amazing. Wow, it that's ran... a life, isn't yeah, it? If you just... Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> what are we going to wear today? Oh, wear uh, <laughs> this one. <laughs> yeah, 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 if only, right? <laughs> But yeah, Iran was fascinating as well. You know, at the time, like America and Iran were getting on very well. And because all my team were American. I was the only British chick in there. And uh, yeah, I'd be driving along with American flag on the side. You know, all these Iranians be like hanging out their car. You know, I love America. I love America.
0: wow. God, different times.
1: Yeah. So, Yeah. It's it's a shame actually. I recently tried to get into the states and uh, they de- they denied me because I've been to Iran. And oh, I think Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I think that's just such a shame. Um I mean, it is possible for me to get into the states but I would have to go to face-to-face interviews. I'd have to pay a lot more money. Um such a shame really. Yeah.
0: Oh wow, I hear about things like that like there was a problem with having uh Isra- Israel stamps in your passport. But I just thought it was no, I just thought it was of an urban legend and then so it's actually a thing
1: it's true yeah
0: yeah
1: so so no america for you then uh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pay a lot of money (laughs) for now when times change maybe
0: (laughs) right um so i've read your blog posts about uh being a bellesque dancer in shanghai but i just thought you could tell uh, the listeners a bit more about it because it's one of my favorite stories you're training for it well going to it was going to a class to start it off wasn't it
1: yeah so I I met okay her name is Anna Phylaxis I met her at a feminist festival in Shanghai which is just a great sentence in itself because (laughs) you know (laughs) Shanghai is a little bit you know the feminist movie is a bit underground but it's really growing and yeah I she was doing like a freebie workshop and I was like who is this woman oh my god so I went to the class incredibly shy because you know she taught a lot of things like really making eye contact you know really kind of shaking what you're made of and it, it was very eye-opening for me and I just felt so empowered as a woman I was like I love this so I decided to go to Classes that she was running at the time, right? Um, and honestly, the whole class, I was just, I just kind of wanted the ground to open up and swallow me. To be honest, I, <laughs> you know, because we were like learning about the art of seduction, like t- you know, slowly like taking our clothes off. I was just like, oh, but
0: <laughs> like, it sounds I, like something that I would think was a great idea, and I'd be like, yeah, come on, let's do it. And then when I got there, I'd be like, oh my god, this right, is like, this
1: isn't I- me. I know I was like too far. <laughs> I was like I need to actually like walk the walk of what I've been talking um but yeah by the end of the class I was that girl who was like look at me <laughs> like, like, I just I was just so into it and yeah like it it was just it just kind of snowballed from then on like I got so into it um yeah I started doing shows I I was like doing like talent competitions and coincidentally um, Anaphylaxis has just moved back to Leeds which is where I'm living now and I'm gonna go and see her perform on Saturday so I can't wait yeah I can't wait
0: do you think she'll (laughs) set up any classes that you can join
1: I mean I really hope so I want to talk to her about it I would I would just love to go back to classes because now that I've basically moved back to Leeds, um, well, back to Leeds, I chose Leeds as my base this year just for basically a little bit of recuperation. You know, I've been right. tra- traveling for eight years. I just <laughs> I just needed a little bit of recuperation. So while I'm here, it would be absolutely lovely if you do D classes again. It, it's such an empowering thing for a female to do. So if you are <laughs> really wanting to like build your confidence before you go traveling, I highly recommend it actually. It's great, I guess. Just to get to know, yeah, get
0: to have a bit more confidence in your body and what your body can do. Yeah, yourself. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind doing that, but then I don't know, a bit scared as well. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Maybe go on, girl, me to do it then as a challenge.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I'm gonna be nagging you on social media now. <laughs> <laughs> Been have yet? you gone to yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, so what do you do when you see a challenge? I think a lot of people fade away or run away or shut the door but it seems like you're the person that jumps on it
1: I really do I mean you know let me just talk talk to you for a second like honestly when you see challenge in your life you you need to ask yourself what why am I scared of this is it because I think that I can't do it is it because I think that I'm not capable of it if if it's safe and it's something that could make you a better person you should completely seize it You know, challenge will do nothing but good for you in life if you kind of take it by the horns. I I really believe that.
0: Do you feel that there's a defining adventure or moment of your life where you really felt yourself change? Like for me I was just a naive village kid then went to university in England but then I went to work at summer camp and it was then that I realised that there was just whole world out there and all these cool people like i would never even met an Irish person (laughs) I was just from a little village in England and then I was meeting South Africans and Irish people and Americans and it was just all really exciting and I really felt like that summer like if there was a film of my life there'd have to be a good amount of time on that summer because I think it just changed me and made me want to travel I didn't really have any desire before then and I was 20 I think or 21 no 20 um so yeah I was wondering if you had had an experience or a time that really changed you
1: um I you would you would think that I would say South Korea um but I don't think that is the answer. It was only when I really kind of built up the confidence to put on that backpack and go completely by my own that I okay. felt a, cha- a changed woman. It actually probably was when I was on that motorbike in Vietnam. Um I was way up in the northeast of Vietnam. I didn't see a foreigner for a week. Um and I was just in the mountains by myself. And I remember there was one time where the weather was so bad, like so bad. And I was literally hanging off this cliff on my bike. Oh my god! <laughs> and I just and I was like, I I just thought I'm gonna die. Like I just, <laughs> you know, like I really thought, oh my gosh, I, this might be the moment that I die. And I I kind of managed to like get the bike around the side of this like mountain, basically into like shelter. I never felt so alive in my life basically (laughs) I I thought well if I can like ride three months around Vietnam and still be alive then there's a good chance that I might be able to do something even bigger (laughs) yeah I guess you just get that buzz and that
0: confidence from every adventure to go on to the next one right
1: yeah and I really do believe that travel is like a series of stepping stones like the you know you can't just dive into I, I wouldn't recommend just diving into a motorbike journey in Vietnam by yourself but you you kind of have to just build it up and yeah like you will build your confidence you will kind of build your desire for bigger and better things and yeah slowly you'll work your way up and like my next trip is going to be Pakistan Um, and I I can't wait I'm going to go hiking in the northeast mountains up there and I just I can't wait but I never would have chose Pakistan as my first (laughs) my first destination
0: do you feel at all like, so when you, when you go traveling, so yeah, I went traveling for three years nonstop and I wouldn't even bat an eyelid at renting a moped or, I don't know, skydiving or whatever. But now, mm-hmm. now that I'm home a bit more, I feel a bit, I don't know, I feel like when you're on this path of adventure, every adventure is exciting and it builds on the last one. But now that I've been out of it for a bit, it makes it makes me feel a bit nervous about traveling. I feel like you can get out of practice
1: you feel that or not yeah I, I I I do I completely sympathize with that like I think because that's a thing as well they I, I don't know what quote it is but they kind of say like once you've been there it's like the point of no return because actually moving back to the UK some people still can't understand why I choose that lifestyle or why I want to do that to myself yeah <laughs> um and I think when you're kind of living Living in that mentality, twenty four seven, you know, back in the UK, yeah, then you start to, I think those n- niggling thoughts start to come back into your mind. Like, um, oh, why did I, why did I actually do that? Or, you know, I could, yeah, I could, I could have really hurt myself, or yeah, something. Yeah, like or that. I'm like
0: amazed at past Vicky and what she managed to do. I'm
1: like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But I guess it's when you surround yourself with people that are doing the same sort of thing, or that it's just a normal thing to do, whereas. That's the thing. back in england with maybe people that don't travel as much then it does seem your life does seem bonkers <laughs> which
1: is yeah great. Like, yeah i think that's the thing yeah like you're in the zone when you're out there i mean er- everyone is taking risks right they're they're, they're embracing those op- opportunities way more than they would do back home yeah which, which, which can go really well or really wrong right some people like <laughs> overset the mark they think they're invincible but um yeah yeah i think it's a zone thing
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. So nearly all of your travels, well, actually apart from the Mongo Rally, but nearly all of your travels have been solo, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they really have. And in the beginning, like people wanted to come with me. And I was like, no, nope. <laughs> <laughs> keep away from me. You know, like, I was just like, I have to prove that I can do this. You know, I was just on a mission to see who I was, you know, especially through my 20s. Like, I really wanted to know who I was and what I could do. You know, people are like, can we like hang? I'm like, no. <laughs> I just didn't
0: yeah. So want what, to if hang met, out. what if you met people on the road? Because that's something that would happen to me. I'd meet people, and then they'd want to go and travel together. But I often couldn't be bothered to travel with them, <laughs> and so kind yeah. of run away from them. Because sometimes, as well, like you're kind of on the same path or route. Yeah. And so you might meet them again in the next place.
1: Yeah. Is that so something be- you tried to avoid. Um, I would say at the be- at the beginning, definitely. And then you know, as I be kind of became more sure of myself then I would happily spend more time with others um I don't know like I'm a mix I mean everyone is right I, I'm an only child I'm, I'm used to like being by myself and I like my own company Right. so but you know on the other hand I love people like I think I think staying in hostels kind of balances that out if you're traveling solo, then staying in a hostel is really gonna give you the best of both worlds. You know, you've got people to hang out with if you want, but if you want to be by by yourself, then no sweat.
0: Yeah, yeah there's a chance to get away. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you what are your thoughts on women traveling solo? Do you think they should all do it? Go for it.
1: I think to reach to reach your sorry, I'm gonna go quite hippie, but like to reach to reach your destiny to like reach what you were born on this planet to do it doesn't have to be through travel like you know not I wouldn't say every woman has to travel like everyone has their own path to like realize their full potential but (laughs) I I do believe that travel is such an amazing tool um so if you if you kind of have it stirring in your gut that you think travel might be a good thing, then I would say just jump on it. Because it really is one of like life's best lessons. It will just improve you in so many ways that you we wouldn't even think of, you know, yeah, I you know, it's just helped me socially. It's just helped me in just so many ways. I I, I could just do a whole list, you know, of ways mm-hmm. that it's improved me as a person. So I would say Yes, if it is stirring in your tummy that you think travel might be for you, then you should, you should really jump on that before you're lying in bed at the age of 80 saying to yourself, why did I never leave? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You know. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about the like, term solo female traveller because I feel like there's a lot of travellers and bloggers who identify as that. But mm. I feel like I've never seen a male say, oh, I'm a solo male traveller. Have you ever seen a, a male Like refer to themselves as that no and so why do you think women refer to themselves as solo female travellers and guys are just solo travellers
1: because dare I say it because of the society that we are in I mean obviously the western world compares very differently to the eastern world but essentially I believe women are still fighting for equality however you want to address what equality is you know, I still believe that there is this stigma among women that you should be married, having children, being at home. I mean, obviously, the, the world is opening up rapidly for solo female travel. And I, yeah, I think women still kind of have to say, hey, I'm by myself, you know, because I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it's happened to you. You know, I've been in, especially in countries in Asia, they're like, where's your husband? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get that quite a lot, don't you? you know and yeah I just feel that women need to kind of make a stand for this still they need to say I am making this decision to live my life this way that just unfortunately happened to her, and then people on social media were blaming that poor girl for what happened you know I am so sick of victim blaming I just honestly I just, <laughs> it's just such a shame that that kind of thing is still going on Yeah. Yeah.
0: When I was was writing that article, like I was in a bit of a angry ranty mood, and there was one bit in the article where I wrote about how when I'd slept in a um, sleeper train, slept on a sleeper train in Vietnam,
1: Mm.
0: and it's meant to be safe and all fine, but I really I realised as I was writing that article that if something had happened to me that night, because the other well, one of the people in the cabin was my ex-boyfriend, but he was asleep, so there was two other men in the cabin, and I was like, if one of them had done something to me, I would have got the blame. And they would have said, "Why was she in that cabin with men? Had she been drinking? what would she what was she wearing? Why was mm-hmm. she traveling blah, blah, blah. And I totally would have got the blame, which is absolutely unfair and ridiculous
1: and wrong. yeah, yeah, so you know when when I've got in trouble abroad, I say so when I was in India, for example, um I yeah, it was on my birthday, I was walking home, and this guy attacked me and thank god like i learned jujitsu for three months straight in china and i basically dealt with that guy pretty swiftly yeah that's amazing i mean yeah i mean honestly girls like you you must learn self-defense whether you're traveling or not like self-defense is just one of the best tools that you'll have for yourself but anyway um yeah like the minute the minute he ran away because he clearly realized that he was not going to get anywhere with me yeah thank thank god Um, the minute he ran away, I kind of stood up. Obviously, I was in shock and I stood up and I kind of just managed to get all my belongings off the floor and stuff. And I thought, I'm not going to tell anyone about this. That, that was like my first fault. I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't tell anyone about this. And then <laughs> by the time I got to the hostel, I was like, I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, good. That's so
0: like, I don't, know, I don't know if it's annoying to say that, but like so brave of you just to be like, right, this guy people need to know what kind of guy lives around here and if he's a danger to any other women
1: mm-hmm. like
0: it's good because so many people do keep it to themselves for fear of shame or yeah I don't know, a, lot, a lot of different reasons I guess people keep it to themselves but that's amazing that you had the mental instinct physical skills and like yeah wherewithal to sort of get him back is that why you started the jiu- well you've got a self-defense course on your blog haven't you
1: yeah yeah I mean honestly if you want to learn like some really good self-defense moves you can just pop on my site it's right in the sidebar there it's a free self-defense course it's like a series of videos that yeah I mean they're life-saving they they really are yeah do you use anything
0: when you're traveling to sort of keep yourself safe like
1: I don't know people carry pepper spray and things like that do you feel the need to do that um, I really feel that jujitsu is my toolbox oh, that's the thing, yeah yeah so I I love jujitsu it's it it's obviously helped me out a lot but there are definitely other things that I use and um, I really like having portable wi-fi um, I'll kind of carry that around with me just so that I can make sure that I have a connection and if you're in areas where wi-fi might be a little bit more difficult then I really recommend that you get an actual local sim and um, that can really help and um, I I kind of dip in and out of using different things and um, if I'm if I'm staying by myself and um, I really like to use like a door stop um, oh, yeah, just, yeah, just under the door and like it will sound an alarm if like someone opens the door So they're pretty nifty Um, but yeah, I, I personally recommend jiu-jitsu because it's something that you're never going to lose. Um, because if you're only relying on, say, like pepper spray or something <laughs> and you can't find it, you know, then then you're going to kind of panic. But having jiu-jitsu, you, you have the inner skill already. Like, you know that you can handle yourself. And that's a very empowering mentality.
0: Yeah, I guess if you just had pepper spray or something, I mean, they could easily just knock that out of your hand, couldn't they?
1: Yeah. But
0: with that, obviously the guy who tried to attack you probably terrified when you started to fight back wasn't expecting that
1: he 100 percent was not expecting it yeah i he yeah yeah he he had no idea what was going on um yeah vital i need to learn that i'm gonna look at your. i'm gonna um get yours yeah please do please do
0: are there (laughs) any travel scams that you've come across abroad ever fallen for one or seen people fall for them
1: I just, I would love to say that I've never fallen for one, but I so have. Oh no, um,
0: which one?
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you know the Cambodian milk scam?
0: I don't know that one actually.
1: Ah, okay. So, oh, this is a cracker. This, is a cracker, this <laughs> Come one, on, okay. what have they come up with? So, a, li- a little kid will come up to you in the street and say, I don't want money, I just want milk. Um, and you're like, oh, okay, you know all right fine Let, let's go some get some milk right so they take you to the shop right and and then they take you to where the milk is and it's like dried milk powder and this milk powder costs 30 dollars okay yeah. just just remember that we're in Cambodia yeah so yeah you know, I was this is like when I first like was driving motorbikes around Vietnam and stuff this is when you know I this kind of happened in this year and I was standing there looking at this milk looking at this kid and thinking $30 like what what the <laughs> I said to this kid I was like $30 I said you gotta be you gotta be like kidding me and she was like yeah this like but it lasts me a year like you know blah, blah 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 I was like I don't know anyway I paid for the milk and I went home and obviously I knew something was just seriously wrong yeah so I went straight to Google, trusty Google, and just wrote in like milk, Cambodia. And yeah, basically, pages What pages. yeah, what they do is they just take the milk straight back to the shop owner, they split the money, and uh, boom, you know, Bob's your uncle, basically. Oh, no. I had something yeah. a bit like
0: that in um, Zanzibar, and this guy came up to me, and he wanted, he wanted me to buy his prescription. And I was like, oh, God. He looks like he really needs it, mm. <laughs> just feeling, feeling bad. And then I went to go and buy it. And just before I like put the money over, he was like, oh, you can just give the money to me. And then I'll put it over or something because it'll be better. And it was at that point where I knew he was totally scamming me. And I just thought, oh, I'm just going to give it him anyway because <laughs> it felt really bad. <laughs> I just gave him the money anyway, which is really stupid. And then, yeah, I just put it down to a lesson, not to buy people their prescriptions. But you're yeah. bad, don't you? And then, and then you just get, oh, I just got in it too deep. It took me all the way out to this pharmacy.
1: Yeah. I mean, really, like that girl caught me at the most like vulnerable time in my life because at that time I had found out that I was pregnant and I was actually oh, wow. in Cambodia to get an abortion at that time. So she just like, Jamie I was just so overwhelmed with the reason that I was there in the first place and then obviously this like kids coming up to me I just felt terrible so she really got me at that time yeah it was not a good point in my travels yeah wow that
0: must have been a really difficult time
1: having to do that yeah yeah I mean honestly looking back on it now I'm like oh my god like how's like even cope but yeah I did it I did it it took me like I traveled for another year Um, like after that and yeah and it just got to the point like a year later I just I wanted my (laughs) mum so badly I remember honestly that was just such a crazy year Vicky I was lying I was lying um, on a doctor's um, like kind of table because my contraceptive implant had broken in my arm so (laughs) My like, oh, God! I just had all all of these like hormones going around in my body, and they were trying to basically get this implant out of my arm. They were digging around in it. And I thought, Oh my God! I, was like, I just can't cope anymore. And yeah. the next...
0: oh, God, that makes me probably crazy. I've got one of them in my arm as well. Oh
1: yeah, I mean, you know, contraceptive is different for every lady, right? But <laughs> it it was it didn't work out for me. And um, yeah, I booked a, like a plane ticket home the next day. I was like, oh. I mean and I think that is so important like if travel is not making you happy you need to know you need to know when to say I quit like it's okay to quit you
0: know
1: I I went home for a couple of months I recuperated and then I went straight back out but I, I had to go home at that time. It
0: sounds like you have obviously been through a lot in traveling and even if that had happened in England you would need to go home for a bit wouldn't you like it's not just travel I guess but yeah it's good that you had um the confidence to go back really because some people might be a bit too stubborn and not want to go home
1: but you obviously knew what your mind and body needed yeah, very much. Yeah. And and obviously, it was a great decision. You know, I, I got to see my parents, I just had some time to heal. And then I was ready to go back out and, and do what I love. You know, I, I love traveling. So
0: yeah. So with those things that have happened to you, so I'm just playing devil's advocate here. But why did it not put you off? Why did you continue to travel? Like in India, after the assault, you stayed there, didn't you and carried on traveling in the same area? Yeah, I, why? I, st-
1: I stayed, I stayed in that town, because you know, I just <laughs> the the benefits of travel far outweigh the occasional mishap. Um, and I just I don't know, like just with what happened in India, I just I just felt even more infused to stay there because I just thought this man is not going to ruin my trip. I just no. it's 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 one instant. It's one person that does not represent India as a whole. I just thought, I, I'm just not going to let this guy get the better of me. Like, I'm, go- I'm going back to India. I'm going back to India um, in a couple of weeks. I can't wait. It's, it's, it's a, an amazing country. Um, people should definitely go and explore there. You know, please, you know, please never, ever um, let one bad thing o- overshadow your sunshine. I think, you know, if, if bad things happen to you, you choose how you interpret that event yeah you know never let also, these things not, get the better of you yeah it's
0: not India and it's not men it was one man in India wasn't it so it's not like
1: absolutely
0: tar yeah. everything yeah absolutely yeah um so I wanted to ask you five questions about kind of about my about my life but I okay. it would help listeners Okay. So um, I'm going to delve into my past, Vicky's mind, and ask a few questions to do with travel that I've worried about in the past. So, okay. number one, we've got 20-year-old Vicky. Spent the whole of the previous university summer working in an office, and then spent it all on one week on in Ibiza and driving lessons. She wants an adventure next summer, but has no money. What should she do? <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I mean, re- obviously, I would say go and teach English um, straight up. <laughs> right. Okay. It, um, yeah, it's, it's the best option.
0: <laughs> good plan. I actually went to work at summer camp, which was the summer I was talking about earlier that changed my life. So either way, I think it's good. But there are lots of opportunities out there for anyone that wants to travel but doesn't necessarily have money. There's all the volunteering and yeah, yeah teaching English, working abroad, lots of different things. Okay, number 2. So, 22 finished uni but too scared to go away for a long time in case she miss- misses out on jobs and opportunities for journalism graduates. What should she do?
1: Mm. Um, I would take a mini trip. Um, just to kind of dip your toe in the water. Um, and that doesn't actually have to even be abroad. Um, you know, I f- I feel a lot of women don't want to take take that step straight away and that's cool. Um, when I was in South Korea, I was living in Busan, which is um, right in the south. And I decided just to take a one week trip by myself up in Seoul, which is the capital. And uh, that was a great way for me to like test the waters and see if I was ready to go and do something more. And and I understand that, you know, our careers are very important. Um, maybe, you know, maybe you don't want to travel at this time and that's totally OK. There's nothing wrong with building on your career first and then going to travel later. I just don't recommend leaving it until you're 50 <laughs> um, yeah not that it's bad to travel at 50 I mean there's a lot of solo female travelers out there you know rocking the 50s travel um but yeah
0: um what I actually did was I did well a shorter trip but it was still six months I think I went away th- like tw- two or three times in the six months And then worked in offices in between and then found a February intake for the postgraduate study I wanted to do. So I finished in like June, had June to February, maybe a bit longer than six months. But anyway, there is, yeah, as you say, like you don't have to go away for a year or indefinitely. You can still get a lot out of a week or a two week trip.
1: Yeah, girl, 100%. Yeah, it sounds like you did it like the perfect way. Balance. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, number three. 26. Made redundant in the recession. No money. Lives in London, but wants to travel. What should she do? Just go. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
1: like, I'm i such a kind of destiny universe kind of person. Like I just feel that if like your job's making you redundant, like the, like, the universe is just saying you need to change your life right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. That
1: would
0: yeah. Be, yeah. Um, yeah. What I actually did was go traveling for a few months with my now ex-boyfriend, but we went travelling around Europe for, I think it was like five months, and I put it all on a credit card, which isn't suggested, <laughs> because I came back with eight grand on a credit card. But I also sued my uh, old work for unfair dismissal and got about five grand, so that cleared. Yes! I love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You, yeah, you, you totally aced that one, didn't you?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was all right. Um, it was a good decision. Travel Travel's always the answer, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number four, 29 year old Vicky Five year relationship ended Booted out of the family home, bored of work Confused about life, sensitive and nervous Yet excited at the new turn in life she's been given mm. Worried about being lonely on the road But wants to travel What advice do you have?
1: I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball in there And say that actually like Solo female group tours are great Good shout um, I... I actually went to India first in a group um, to work with women in the slums in Delhi, Okay. and it was amazing. Um, I had always been reluctant to kind of go with a group. I was like, I've got to do this by myself, I've got to do this by myself, but that was a whole other level of empowerment. When you're around like, all these other women who really want to like, break through their barriers too, it's so, it's so amazing. I would totally go on a group tour.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. I think because what I actually did was go traveling by myself for ended up being three and a bit years. Um, But I think something like that would have been brilliant because I was traveling by myself and I wasn't really in the mood at the start to meet new people. So I did have a good I had a great time. But I think at that time in my life, I could have done with similar people around me or someone to talk to or because as well on these group tours you meet like-minded people and so if you do want someone to travel with in the future you might have someone like that or you've just got it just helps you to have more friends that are maybe in a similar situation or of a similar mindset and that's why they're traveling solo so yeah I I think group trips are great but I didn't know that back then I've only kind of recently come to that conclusion the more group trips that I've done I don't think there's any like, it's still cool to do group trips, isn't it? I think It really is. I was like, right, I need to be at solo travel. I'm going to go and do this and show everyone. Yeah. really needed to be like that. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah. I did what was right
0: at the time. <laughs> okay, and then last one, 34-year-old Vicky, full-time demanding job, but in travel, likes to stay at home, but also loves the thrill of an adventure. Unsure about whether to follow the usual life path she's resisted and do the whole marriage and babies thing or live that sweet, sweet no responsibilities (laughs) life she's enjoyed (laughs) so far. What's your answer,
1: Alice? Help me. Oh no, I don't know if I can help you. (laughs) I don't know, like, even though I'm this like I'm this like solo female traveler, like part of me still wants to I want to get married. Like I kind of want that stability. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, as you can tell, like, I do burn out at certain times. You know, I have to kind of sometimes just take some time out and just be in a house and have a routine and kind of live that normal life. Yeah, um, sure. You can't just keep going and going and going on full throttle like that. Um, you just can't. Um, I don't think I have the answer yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm st- I am still working this out in my own life, so do you have, what's your answer do you have an answer for this one I <laughs> don't have an answer <laughs>
0: no. I'm trying I think like you said like I'm trying to get the balance trying to work out what makes me happy and what is just a habit or what is work like I don't know because obviously I don't know if you feel the same but work is so entwined with life and, yeah. and it's hard to have the separation and having interests outside of travel like I've been doing this for so long and then i don't know like i look at friends with kids and it looks miserable <laughs> but then <laughs> they, they say they like them oh, don't get any sleep i don't know i don't know what the answer is i guess
1: yes we'll i out. mean my my psychological advice is just every like every month or like every monday when you wake up just ask yourself am i happy am i healthy am i enjoying what i'm doing and If you feel that there's room for improvement, then add something in. Um, Just keep checking in with yourself and asking yourself if you're happy. And if you're not, then you need to think about how you can make a change. That's very good advice.
0: Yeah. I was happy (laughs) when I woke up this morning. (laughs) Um, Okay, right. Let's get back to travel. South Korea, I really want to go there, but I don't actually know that much about it. How would I start planning a trip? Where where would I go? What would I do?
1: <laughs> go go to the corner store, buy a pack of instant needles, and then turn on the K-pop channel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that the cheap way of going to?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> because when I went to South Korea, like literally, it was not it was not pop- popular at that time. I went back in uh, two thousand and ten, um, and but since then, like South Korea has just exploded in terms of popularity. You know, there's all of like the makeup, the beauty brands, like all the YouTubers. You know, are, like doing all the Korean makeup, and then obviously K-pop is just like exploded. Um, but yeah, I mean, with, with with any country, I would definitely recommend just kind of <laughs> going there and then finding your own way. And um, there are some great some great blogs and uh, YouTubers which talk about South Korea. Um, my my all time favourites. They're called Eat Your Kimchi, um, and they're this couple that originally went to South Korea to go and teach, but they became vloggers, and okay. like their channel is just ace. Like for everything that you need to know about South Korea, just watch Eat Your Kimchi. They're so good.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. That sounds good. But what what would be the what's the most impressive place you went to in South
1: Korea? I feel that I'm super biased, um, like because. I I basically lived and worked in Busan then. Oh, right, okay. I I love it. I mean, and I love it for very good reason. Basically, it's right on the coast. You're in the city and then the mountains are all around you. It's like the perfect combination of someone who can't decide whether they want the beach life or the mountain life (laughs) or the city life. (laughs) It's just got everything there. Um, So you really lucked
0: out then and just randomly deciding to go to South Korea and then you randomly got placed there?
1: Exactly, because that's the thing. You don't even know where you're going to be placed when you enter, like, this particular teaching program. I, I entered through a program called EPIC. Um, and, yeah, like, I didn't even know where I was going to be in the country. So you can imagine how excited I was when I realized that I was going to be in this city. It's Like, Seoul is obviously the capital, but this is the second biggest city in uh, South Korea. And it's just, it's a—it's amazing it's amazing you can go hiking you can sing karaoke you can like eat all of this amazing food or you can just go and lie on the beach it's brilliant
0: sounds perfect literally sounds like all my favorite things yeah. karaoke beach food love it yes yeah. great <laughs> um so pakistan is next for you then yeah can't wait
1: so psyched can't wait
0: <laughs> and you've also got a podcast coming out
1: right yeah yeah I, I did I mean I love that I feel there's like a bit of a trend going on right now obviously you've started this you know I know that other ladies are coming out with podcasts um but yeah I, I started a podcast with my mate Megsy from uh Food Fun Travel and our podcast is called Girls Talk Travel um, oh, yeah. and can't, can't get much more simple than that um, and
0: <laughs> yeah I'm not yeah. gonna ask what it's about I presume
1: <laughs> <laughs> says what it is Girls Talk Travel um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we've been we've been recording some sessions. Uh, we're kind of building it up. We're currently getting feedback um, on the pilot episode. Yeah, we're going to launch super soon. So we've got everything set up. If you want to go and check us out and sign up to a newsletter to know when it's going to be released, and uh, yeah, just find us on Girls Talk Travel on any of the social media, and uh, we'll be right there.
0: Oh, that's so exciting! I feel like it's such a good way to highlight other women and to talk about yeah because there's not actually that many females doing travel podcasts so that was kind of why I wanted to start mine and I think yeah people are just seeing it as a good opportunity to talk to people so more podcasts are coming out which is great
1: it really is and I you know we have a lot of information and experience to share yeah it's a shame to keep it to ourselves (laughs) yeah definitely for people who don't who don't really like to read blogs then yeah podcast all the way (laughs) (laughs) you will hear what I have to say (laughs) spread myself everywhere
0: (laughs) (laughs) not getting away from us yeah Um, so where can listeners find you online if they want to hear more about your adventures and Pakistan as well I definitely want to follow that trip
1: oh yeah so you can find me um, at tk travels across the boards and just think of a cup of tea and a piece of cake (laughs) and you'll find me I'm tk travels absolutely everywhere tk travels.com and yeah Pinterest Twitter Instagram Facebook the whole shebang it'll be a pleasure to see you there
0: (laughs) thanks so much for joining us today and speak soon
1: bye thank you Vicky take care
0: Alice is definitely the kind of lady you'd like to share a bottle of wine with, hey? Just so she can regale you with all her stories and adventures. She's done so much. I'm totally feeling inspired to get out there and start my own. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. If you have any comments or questions, just let me know on all the social medias at VickyFlipFlop. And make sure to check out Alice's blog at Tea Cake Travels too. Speak to you next week.